Good morning. Welcome back to the Hit Bodies podcast. It's your host, Chelsea Pleasant. And I'm just so excited you're here today. And I got to tell you, I okay, first off, let me tell you what this podcast is. Because if you're new and you don't know, well, welcome. And I'll tell you what this is. So I run this workout group called Hit Bodies. And I've been doing it since 2017. And a big part of it is it's like we're workout buddies. It's not like your typical workout video where the person teaching the workout is like, perfect and motivating and just saying all the right things like we're having some girl talk you know I'm trying to get like give you form tips and stuff as well but it's like we're also just talking about fun stuff just like real workout buddies do right and so this podcast just kind of gives me an extension of that so today I actually have a really fun theme it's gonna be it's gonna be me giving you advice as if I had no filter and you were at the beginning of a weight loss journey okay it's like if I could say whatever I want you know, and I'm not picturing anyone in particular when I like thought of this, but it was just like, ooh, if I could just give all this advice, like what would it be? And so we're going to kind of get into that. But first I got to talk about something. So I'm recording this and it's Monday morning and I try to have the podcast up by Monday morning. It's going to be up on Monday, but it just might be a little late, right? So what happened was I have an addiction. I am now addicted to reading. I don't, I barely watch TV anymore. I don't even know who I am. I love TV. But I don't even really, like, I have no interest in, like, finding a new show or anything. I'm, like, perfectly satisfied with my freaking Kindle, and I can't stop reading. And it's just, it's it's crazy. Um, I give my husband recaps of books, and I so badly want to tell you this funny joke going on in our house that that stemmed from The Housemaid, which... If you know my husband and you've read that book, you can probably guess what the joke is, but like, I don't want to tell you because it would give like spoilers. So I'm just going to like, I'm not going to say anything else, but it's so funny, but it's also like not funny. Well, it's fiction. So it can be funny. I don't know. Anyway, anyway, I'm addicted to reading and that's why I'm late. Okay. That's why I'm tardy. I literally could have recorded it last night. It was the perfect time. Cameron was out there hacking a tree apart because we had a tree fall in our backyard because freaking tropical storm Ophelia just like we had one single day to prepare for it not that we could have done anything about a tree right um but it was crazy it just like literally I think it was Friday morning somebody was like are you ready for the storm today and I'm like what (laughs) what the heck are you talking about and then it was kind of a legit storm like it was loud it woke me up so yeah, we're good though. We just we lost a tree and some siding on our house. So Cameron will be putting up the siding. But it was funny. He went up there to go do the siding yesterday and there was a giant wasp nest. So how do you take care of a wasp nest? He put that spray on and then he was going to like wait to come back after, you know, what happens after you spray, <laughs> after they go to heaven, right? Uh, I don't, I I don't know if there's like a hippie way to deal with that kind of stuff. Like I feel like the hippie thing is like to just let them live. But I'm like, I don't think I'm okay with that. Like what do wasps bring to the world? Like we know bees, so important. What does a wasp do? Where do they fall into it? Okay, get it. We need all of the animals, but do we need like mosquitoes? There's actually, have you guys ever seen that Dr. Binox show? Okay, put it on your list. If you have kids that are like on the younger end, put it on your list. Dr. Binox is like super educational. I'm like, I've learned things that it's just like, I had no idea. And there's actually an episode that was like, what happened if mosquitoes didn't exist? And 
the fact that I have watched that episode and I don't remember tells you how good my comprehension is when I don't care that much. But anyway, I mean, I feel like mosquitoes, wasps, there's definitely a lot of like annoying pests that I just, I feel like we should be good if we didn't have them, you know? But anyway, that's where my head is at this morning. But the theme of today's episode is me just allowing myself to give unfiltered advice. Because the thing is, when I'm actually giving advice, I'm always like holding back things for the sake of not fully knowing someone's situation and trying to be respectful of that and not making assumptions. But it's like deep down, I am a know-it-all. You know, I, I can't help it. Like I, I have been given this gift where I research the heck out of things, right? And so with that, even if I don't know, I know I can probably prove my point with research. You know what I mean? It's terrible. It's terrible. Anyway, um, so I want to like preface all of this by saying this is not advice specifically for you. This is just allowing you to hear some of my unfiltered thoughts. If someone were just starting out with a weight loss journey, blah, 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 this is how I would go about it. Okay. So the first thing that a lot of people say at the beginning of a weight loss journey is like, I can't lose weight or I'm struggling to lose weight, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I want to start by saying, I believe you. And especially if you're getting older, I believe you. However, I don't think it's impossible for you to lose weight. Okay. I don't, I don't think there's, you know, and there, there, see, I can already feel myself like, you know, again, I'm not speaking directly to you, but my mind goes to like certain people. And then I'm like, I want to be respectful of them, but it's like, I'm not speaking to you. Okay. If there is something legitimately wrong, you know, then I think it'll become blaringly obvious, but okay, let's just go. Let's just go. If you're struggling to lose weight, I believe you. But I think what a lot of people don't understand is how unbelievably challenging it gets as you get older. As you get older, as you have more things going on with your body, as your hormones get out of whack from like having babies, you know, whatever, just simply aging, putting um, birth control and crap into our bodies, you know, and like having to recover from those things. It doesn't, in my personal opinion, when all of these things get out of whack, it's, it's, it's going to be even harder. And the solution isn't necessarily like trying to put band-aids on every single thing, right? The solution is like accepting that it's going to be really, really challenging. And, you know, for me personally going through weight loss, I've been through several weight loss journeys now, right? Like when I initially lost weight, when I was like in my twenties and then after having my first child, Kevin, I had that weight loss journey, which I remember I thinking that one was hard. But in comparison to my third weight loss journey, which is the one that I'm on now after having my second child, this is so hard, so humbling. And I just think like, you know, you don't know what you don't know, right? And so like, I will be the first to say, I don't know every situation and I don't fully understand how challenging it can be. But I do know that like nothing beats hard work, focus and dedication if this is a journey you want to go on. You know what I'm saying? And so I want, I want you to like wrap your head around like it's going to be hard and it's okay that it's hard. I feel like there's, there's this message in the world that if something's hard, it's not worth doing or it's not supposed to be hard. Or you shouldn't have to fight against your body and blah, blah, blah. And like I get where people are coming from with that, but like 
a weight loss journey is something our body is just like not biologically designed to do to like lose body fat. Like we, we are meant to store, you know, because there was a time that just food wasn't as readily available. Okay. So I, I don't know. So anyway, that's, that's the thing that I want to start by. So when I'm giving you advice, when I'm giving you advice, I want you to start by prioritizing protein because if you look at the average person's diet and like what they intuitively eat, most people are not getting nearly enough protein. And so I've talked about this before. If you look at episode 11, I kind of talked about these, like all these realizations I had around protein. And I'm going to kind of summarize a couple of them. Number one, protein is the most thermogenic macronutrient. It increases your core body temperature while you're eating it, while you're digesting it. And so that's going to essentially burn more calories while you digest it. Okay. That's the best way I can explain it. Number two, it is what your body repairs its muscle tissue with. So as you're strength training, which I hope you are, and I can get into that later, your muscles are going to repair themselves with the fuel you put in your body. Protein is like the building blocks. It's like the bricks to building the house, right? It's like, it's going to give you a really, really solid foundation. And so you need that. If you only had the mortar and not the bricks, it ain't going to be that strong of a house, right? Like you're not really going to get anywhere with that. So you need the bricks, you need the protein. So I recommend if you're at least take your goal weight and eat that many grams of protein a day. So if your goal weight is around like 150 pounds, I think 150 grams of protein is a perfectly reasonable number. It, I don't, because a lot of people say like a pound or a gram per pound of body weight. And you can do that. Some people say per lean body mass, but I think your goal weight is is kind of a nice starting point. It's going to give you adequate protein. Anyway, that's that's my recommendation. And if you're breastfeeding, that's like definitely like a bare minimum number to be reaching for. And then the next step is getting your calories in check. So what I'm saying is track your food, make sure you have adequate protein and get your overall calories in check. Those two simple things right there are going to get you progress. And you know what you're going to realize? this is hard. Like it's not, it's, it's simple, but like, oh my gosh, this is hard to like keep my calories in check and have so much of my food coming from protein, right? You have to like be a little bit smarter about the food you're eating and you know, the, the beverages you reach for and all that kind of stuff, right? Like you can't just grab like whatever you want. You have to be mindful. And so that's something that kind of sucks at first because, but at the same time, eating intuitively got you to where you are now and you want to fix that. So that's that part. Okay. Next up. If you're one of those people that gets like weirdly motivated, like when I say weirdly motivated, you, you totally overcommit. You're like, I'm going to do two workouts a day. I'm going to do this much cardio. I'm going to like track my food. I'm going to only eat this much. And you know, and like, I'm going to drink a gallon of water a day. And then I'm going to do this, this, and this. And like, it's this like completely unreasonable list. And then when you don't, when you're unable to stick to that, then you kind of just back off and don't really do anything. This is not a good approach. Okay. Now, first off, I want to like hype up overly motivated version of yourself. I think that's amazing. What I'm trying to do is also talk to the version of yourself where you're like, um, where you think if you don't do all of those things, then nothing's worth doing. Like that's, we need to talk to her. Okay. Because, there's there's a couple different ways that people handle that and they're all the you know what phrase like just annoys the shit out of me give yourself grace okay everyone says it and i get it 
I do. And it's an, it, everyone means well with that. They do. But I think, do you, do you, am I the only one that thinks maybe, maybe giving yourself grace over and over and over in one aspect of your life that you're not making improvements on, you need to maybe give yourself tough love instead, right? You need to like figure out what, because I don't, I don't, you don't need to do two workouts a day and like drink a gallon of water and like do everything perfect to see progress. We all know that, right? But I get like, there's this part of you that wants like quicker results. And you're like, if I do more, if I go harder then it's going to, I'm going to get that. Right. And we, we get impatient. Like we want all that. Right. So we're trying to find this happy medium. So I'm down. If you, if you're overly motivated and you just can't help yourself, you want to make this insane list, like do it. But what if you had a bare minimum list? So I'm all about like a, a bare minimum list and, it, and it's going to keep you from getting a case of the efforts. Okay. So you have this overly motivated plan and maybe you last two days on it and like day three comes and it's like, you're sore, you're tired. You're, you don't want to do it. You don't feel like it. You also want to go out to eat. You don't feel like cooking. You're sick of the food that you meal prepped, whatever, right? Like that, that day comes. Okay. What's like a bare minimum we could do. So we don't lose momentum. Okay. Let's come up with that list. <laughs> so in my opinion, one of my favorite rules is don't take off more than two days in a row. So you need that day off, take it, girl, take it. But what if, what if you had like a step goal, you know, like here in Hit Bodies, we've been doing this like 10,000 steps a day goal. And that's really challenging for me. Now you can go on a walk when you're sore, right? Like you can remain somewhat intentional in some way by just going on a nice long walk, right? And then in regards to food, I think setting some boundaries around food, like, okay, in my opinion, if you've been killing the workouts for two days, your body really does need the protein, but maybe you're exhausted of like feeling restricted on how many calories you eat. You're like, I just don't want to track everything I put in my mouth. Okay, that's fine. Don't just try to make sure you get adequate protein that day. Maybe you just want to sit down with a plate of cookies. Okay, fine. But also make sure you get adequate protein. Now, let me explain to you why that's going to be helpful. Because if you're getting adequate protein, when you sit down with those cookies, you're naturally going to eat less of the junk when you know when you've filled your body with protein. Protein is incredibly satiating. Okay? You making these choices is going to naturally regulate your overall intake. It's going to make, and it's like, I know you're like, but I don't want to care. I know just care about like these like bare minimum things. Okay. This is bare minimum. You don't have to do the workout. And if even counting the steps is too much, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it, but pick a couple of things that can be on your bare minimum list. And that's going to prevent you from getting a case of the efforts because you can't keep up with the overly motivated version of yourself. Okay. And okay, like, let's go back to this whole, like giving yourself grace thing, because I feel like I sound like an a-hole, like you shouldn't give yourself, you should, you should give yourself, if you, if you do get a case of the efforts, like for a whole day or a whole weekend or whatever, that's fine. Like, there's no point in like dwelling on the past or focusing on the past or whatever, but it's like, you can't, what I, what I'm trying to get at is you can't give yourself grace every single day. You know what I mean? In ter- <laughs> again, I sound like a total a-hole right now. You can, you can, you, if that, but what I'm saying is if you want to legitimately make progress, the plan only works if you actually do it, right? You have to commit to 
eating the way you set out to eat to completing the workouts to all that kind of stuff. You don't have to do five days a week. You don't have to, you certainly don't have to do six or seven, like three days a week of working out is fantastic. I'm like a big fan of that. I think three days a week is a fantastic starting point for me. Like up until recently when, um, uh, I took over Jen's Wednesday workouts. I was only working out four days a week for like the past year. I only recently started working out five days a week. You guys, I am a lazy girl. Okay. Like I, I don't want to say like I have a bare minimum checklist every day because I don't, but there are days that I just don't feel like I can do much beyond what I'm doing. And I definitely think that's like really increased with age. Like I feel like when I was in my twenties, I could go, 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 go. And maybe that's part of why it's harder when I get older. Cause I don't have that same stamina. I don't have the same time and energy and focus. Like I'm just spread more thin, right? That's kind of crazy when you think about it, just being spread so thin. Okay. The last thing that I want to talk about is the workouts. So a thing that people commonly say to me when they start talking about getting into like weight loss, fat loss, et cetera, is they're like, I'm going to do cardio to lose the weight and then I'll start strength training. Okay. You know, go off, do your plan, but let me tell you why I think you should reconsider. So number one, a big thing that a lot of us are struggling with in our, we'll just say in our thirties and above, right. Is like hormone balance. And a lot of that is like stress related. Like we have freaking stressful lives. And so our hormones are pissed off at us. And so it's like the more we're like really hard on our bodies and like increased cortisol and stress on our bodies, the more our bodies like kind of fight back. And one of the ways they fight back is to, is by retaining what they have on them. So they don't like burn fat as easy. It's not as simple as like calories in, calories out, right? Your body starts to kind of rebel. And so that's where strength training is really beautiful because your body is burning calories and metabolizing calories, but in a totally different way. It's not just like you're heavy breathing and like, <laughs> right? Like you're being chased by a freaking rhinoceros or something, right? Like you're, you're, your body, what's happening is you, the way, this is how I explain it. Okay. Imagine your muscle, it's a plate. Okay. And you shatter the plate and this is your muscle getting all these little, little tiny muscle tears during the workout. So now your muscle is like, okay, we need to rebuild. We have all these little tears. And so again, it's, it's this plate. You can't just rebuild it with what's there. You need resources to rebuild it. So whether that's like really good quality glue or something like that, um, but you need to do something. And now that it's like been beat up like that, it's kind of like, okay, we're going to be prepared for next time, right? Like if we're going to get shattered like that, like we need to step up our game. Like we need something stronger. So then you start like adding in, I don't know, like I'm just trying to think of like, uh, have you guys do like wood glue is literally stronger than wood. Did you know that? So imagine we use like wood glue to like put in between this. So now we have the plate and we have the wood glue. So the wood glue is actually your body taking the protein and all the calories that you eat in a day. And it's like, it's gobbling all that up and using those resources to rebuild itself stronger than before, ready to be shattered again, right? And so then you beat it up again and it's like, okay, we got to do this again. And now we have like new parts that it, it broke in places that like, okay, we got to rebuild it even stronger. And so every time you do these workouts during the recovery process, it's utilizing all your calories and putting it toward the muscles. And that's where you get like toned and strong and firm in terms of like from an aesthetic point of view, but from like a longevity point of view. You're not putting near the stress on your body that like a high heart rate, high cardio workout does. And, and 
your bone density is improving. If you don't know what like bone density is, it's like your skeleton. I mean, it's just as it sounds. It's like the density of your skeleton. As we get older, especially women over 30, our bone density starts to like decrease. And that's why you hear commercials for like osteoporosis medications and stuff like that. And so when you, um, when you strength train, you're sending a signal, not only to your muscles to get stronger, but your skeleton gets a a message like, Oh, like we're carrying more than just this body around. like, we're carrying some heavy weight. And so it starts to utilize its resources as well to repair itself stronger. It's that resistance training. Right. And so in terms of workouts, like I just cannot recommend enough. Like you're going to put from, from a longevity point of view and just from an aesthetic point of view, strength training is the way to go, but it's such a like mind game for people because so many people just like, they want to like sweat and feel exhausted by the end of their workout. Nothing beats like just being an active human, going on more walks, you know, playing with your kids, stuff like that. Just be more active and strength train. And like get adequate protein and keep your calories at a reasonable level. And if you want to know like what a reasonable level is in terms of calories, I'm not. Very few people should be eating less than 1,500 calories a day. Very few people, in my opinion, in terms of like seeing progress. If you're consistently strength training, I just don't think you need to eat that little. I I think starting around like 1800, 1900 calories. I don't know. Like it just, it really depends on the person, like how much they weigh, how active they are. Uh, I, there's some calculators out there that I think will give you a really good starting point. And then you can kind of see how your body's progressing. I think giving it like two weeks and seeing two weeks of legitimate consistency, and then you can kind of adjust from there. But I'm all about getting into the habit of something and getting some progress and then seeing if you can continue without being hyper-focused on it. That's like, kind of what I want to leave you with in terms of this. Like a lot of this, like, yes, it's hard. It's challenging. But once you get some momentum in something, it can become a habit. So get yourself some momentum and see if you can continue making progress without being laser focused on it. The answer might be no. (laughs) You might like take the, the laser focus off and then like find that you don't make progress or you move in the other direction or whatever. And then in that case, okay, we got to be laser focused on it if we want to make progress, right? But you, you might find that, oh, like when, once I kind of set up these habits, if I just stick to these habits, I don't have to be like hyper-focused on it every single day. And that's, that's a beautiful place to get to. I will say like I think that's why I really like eating a low-carb diet is because I don't have to track every calorie. I feel really good and I tend to make really, really great progress. So that's my, that's my unfiltered advice. So now I want to move on to the next portion of the podcast, which is what we're doing inside hip bodies. So this is our final week of the 10 pound September challenge. I am personally down seven pounds and I'm so unbelievably proud of that. Like, I just feel like this month I've worked, I've worked, I mean, I've worked really hard, you know, I, am I, am I perfect? No, but I really feel like I've taken all of the things that I know and believe will make excellent progress, made a checklist out of it and did my best to do all of those things every day. What did I, was I able to check them off every day? No, but I, I've, I've done pretty dang well. And so has like the hip bodies family. And it's been amazing to see like the, the progress, like I, I can say with confidence, at least as far as I know, everyone who's doing the checklist and really doing their best to actually check off those things each day are making fantastic progress. And that's just really exciting. 
So moving into October, I started thinking about like what I wanted the theme to be. And so I started thinking about just excuses that people make a lot. And there's a lot. And I I want to kind of attack each excuse one by one. And when I say attack it, I don't mean like make anyone feel bad for having that excuse, but just like find ways to overcome it and kind of brainstorm together as a community. And so each workout is going to be kind of designed around that excuse. And so there's 21 different excuses and just like some of them, lack of childcare. I'm very much thinking of recording that workout with my kids and I'm very nervous about it, but I think I'm going to try. Um, What's some of the other ones? Okay, like there's going to be one about like not having time. And so that day my plan is to make the workout like a way that it can be like done in pieces. So it doesn't need to be done all at once and it can be done in like short bursts. You know what I'm saying? So I'm still going to record the whole workout at once like live, but I'm going to kind of like have these like stopping points where if you have to like pause and come back, totally fine. Um, I'm tr- I can't think of any of the other ones off the top of my head, but anyway, we have... 21 different excuses that we're going to kind of talk about each morning and we're going to just brainstorm as a community on like how we can move past these excuses and really just embrace these like healthy habits for the long haul because yeah it's freaking hard okay let's move on so that's kind of what we're doing inside hip bodies now the next thing I wanted to talk about is totally personal unrelated to health and fitness And that was this whole like investment thing. So a couple of you did reach out and say that you're interested. So I kind of want to just give you the overview of what's going on. So we have a rental house here in Wilmington and we've been debating if we are going to sell it in order to maximize our investment in this other thing. So we have these friends that are so unbelievably smart. Like I just take my money. I trust you. That's like how I feel about them. And we have watched them. This is how we met them. Back in 2019 or 2020, I we met them via the Bigger Pockets Facebook group. If you're not familiar with Bigger Pockets, it is a podcast and they have a book and whatever, and it's all about real estate investing. And so he shared his experience. They were kind of just getting into the short-term rental market, like Airbnbs, back right before the pandemic, right? Um And they were sharing kind of their story with it and they were doing it over in Carolina Beach, which is right by us. And so that's why it caught my eye because it was right in Carolina Beach. I was like, oh, and I'm like reading their numbers and the numbers were amazing. So much better than a long-term rental, right? And I think we all kind of know that now, like Airbnbs freaking kill it if you're in the right market. And he was sharing like why the one to two bedrooms, you know, the profit margins are so much better than like the bigger homes, the expenses are lower, blah, blah. And so anyway, it was just a really interesting post. And I was like, Hey, could we buy you and your wife like lunch or something? And I would just love to hear more about what you guys are doing. And he was like, yeah, sure. So we took them out to breakfast and they have a child right around the same age. And we ended up like spending the next few months looking for a Carolina beach piece of property at that time. And if you followed me on social media at that time, then you probably saw like we were always, we were, we were out a lot looking at houses, but we just never found one that quite fit. Like it was always just a little bit out of reach, like a little bit out of budget. It was going to put us a little bit too uncomfortable to really be competitive with our offer. And then the market went crazy. And then it was like, I guess not. Right. Like we just kind of put that dream aside because it was just becoming so unrealistic to get anything. And 
yeah, so then we ended up, we decided instead of like investing another piece of real estate, we decided to just add on to our current home because the market was too crazy to like buy another house or whatever. So we added on to our home, we added on this little gym, blah, blah, blah. And that's kind of brings us to now. But like Cameron and I were talking, we were just like, we need to make a move. We need to do something like we need to like buy another asset. We need to figure out another stream of income, blah, blah, blah. Right. And then I saw, so in, in that time, in the past few years, this couple that we're friends with, they've had another child. Like, so both of our children are like exactly the same age in that time. They have now, they now have 14 different properties in Carolina beach. They've built a property management company that manages a ton of properties on the Island just because it supported their own, uh, rentals and it was able to support other people's right. Um, and they have a cleaning business. So it's like they've developed all of these streams of income in this time. And it's just, I'm like, what are we doing? Why didn't we go for it? You know what I mean? Like it was just scary. It was uncomfortable, right? Like it was going to stretch us a little bit thin, right? But we could have done it. We could have done it and we should have. And now the this is what I love about them. They are so honest. They're like, the profit margins aren't there anymore for Airbnbs. Not with the interest rates, the housing prices. It just, it's just not there anymore. So, so, and on top of it, it's a lot of work. It's not passive at all, right? It's so much work. So what they moved into next, and there's a whole story behind it, but they moved into self-storage. And whatever they do, I'm all about it. Like they know what they're doing. Like I firsthand see it and I'm not missing out this time. And I told them that I'm like, what if they're, if we can invest, like we don't have that much to bring to the table, but like whatever you're doing, we want in. Okay. So their whole thing is they want to create truly passive income for people. And so this fund that they've started is for self-storage facilities across like the Southeast, I guess is the best way I can say it. But like they've already done a lot and like they have a whole team of people like one of them's a contractor the other guys have done like a ton of self-storage facilities and um this couple that we're friends with they've already been a part of I don't know like just one self-storage facility I can't remember but like anyway they're starting like a fund a syndicated fund for self-storage facilities and like I'm not going to get into this whole syndication thing but like it's kind of complicated and confusing but there's two levels to it. So there's class B investors and class A investors. And so there's a minimum investment to be a class B and a minimum investment to be class A. And with that, you get higher returns if you're class A, because you have to think about it. Like if you're a class B and it takes like four of those to make, you know, to work with four different class B investors versus just one class A investor so that it's less work. So that's why they get higher returns. Right. So we really wanted to figure out a way to be a class A investor. And so we were like, do we try to take out a HELOC on the rental? Like, how do we make this happen, right? And we thought long and hard about it. We got advice from people a lot smarter than us. And ultimately we've decided like the numbers, we laid out the numbers and this couple that we're, we talked to, he was like, you don't have to make the decision. Do the math and let the numbers decide for you. And that was that really took the emotions out of it because it was really hard for me to sell the property because I felt like I was losing a stream of income. But hear me out. This fund, the expected numbers is to uh, around 20 plus percent annually, doubling your money in five years, which is crazy, right? Um, So so we're going to do it. We're going to sell the property and we're going to 
invest in this fund for self-storage facilities. And I will say like from an ethical perspective, I'm not the biggest fan of self-storage facilities, but I also understand the fact that I don't think they're going anywhere and being a part of a handful of them, I'm okay with that. (laughs) And the way they're doing it, um, where it keeps costs lower and like profits so much higher is they're turning old like Kmarts and that kind of stuff. And they're turning those into like drive-through climate controlled self-storage facilities. Isn't that cool? So that was the big like thing that I was kind of talking about last week. It feels like so boring to give you guys that information, but ultimately we've decided to sell. So we reached out to our tenants that live in that house and we kind of like offered them a deal to buy. And if they don't want to, we also offered them a deal to stay while it's on the market. So either way, we're trying to make it as comfortable as possible for them. They're on month to month. They've lived there for a long time. So it's not, yeah, it's, you know, hopefully, hopefully it'll be smooth sailing when it does come time to sell whatever, whichever direction, whether we put it on the market or whether they buy it. But yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. I'm excited to do it, but it does, it feels, it kind of feels like a gut punch because I do also have this thing where I'm like, oh, I feel like we're losing a stream of income by not having that rental. But at the same time, our money's going to work so much harder for us in that fund. And we trust them fully. I know some of you might be out there like, oh, you shouldn't trust, you know, but it's like, if I was going to trust anyone, it's them. And he has a reputation to uphold with all of these investors that he's bringing into this fund. Like, there's no way. I just don't. I don't have this like any sort of like gut feeling where I'm like uncomfortable with it. I really think we couldn't be putting our money in a better place. And I'm really excited to be a part of like what they're doing next. So yeah, that's what's going on. Now, I feel like I should wrap this up on like some sort of like health and fitness note because that was just like a really weird personal finance update. Um, but I can't think of anything. I don't know. I just feel like I'm doing really well. Like I'm eating low carb. I'm getting my steps in as best I can each day, which by the way, I'm not doing that great with my 10,000 steps. I'm definitely going to be more focused on it this week. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know. I'm, things are good. I hope things are good with you. If you, and I have not kept it a secret, like what we're doing for the, for the 10 pound September thing. So if you are curious, let me know. I'll send you the info. And I guess I'll just wrap this up. So if you want to try out my workouts, you can go to www.hitbodies.com slash three, the number three day slay. And the three day slay is totally free and you can try out the workouts. I have one of my favorite workouts from hot girl runner. And I, I can't remember what the other two are clearly like hot girl runner stands out to me. It's my favorite challenge we've ever done. And we've done it like three times because I like, I love it that much. And when I say like, we do the challenge three times, like it's still new videos. It's the exact same workout. Like I'm so excited. I'm going to do it again. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just like, you get fantastic results from it. It's one of my favorites. And I, I took hot girl runner cause I love it so much. And I made it a standalone program. And then if you like hip bodies, you can join. And I would love to have you if you're if you've ever, like, you don't have to, you, you can cancel at any time. So you can like give it a shot for a month, see if it's a good fit. I recommend giving it like eight weeks. I think that's like a bare minimum. You should give it and really give yourself time to get fantastic progress. You know what I'm saying? Progress is addicting. There's a lot of things about a fitness journey that are not addicting, right? Like not eating chocolate chip cookies and milk every night. That's not addicting, but what is addicting is feeling really freaking good about yourself and feeling like just getting some momentum, you know? And so I think eight weeks is kind of like the magic number with that. Like you're, you're feeling excited enough about the progress you've seen 
I think that's a really good number. So that's like, if you were going to test it out, that's like the, that's what I would beg for the opportunity for is eight weeks of your, your time, you know? So if you do want to join, you can just go to hitbodies.com. I'd love to have you. And you can always reach out to me with questions to see if it's a good fit too. It really does mean the world to me when you guys give Hit Bodies a shot. It's the best way to support my family, the podcast, whatever, like it does. It means the world to me. So anyway, thank you. I love you. I hope you have a wonderful day and I will talk to you next week.